and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 286. Uh, it is Sunday, March 17th, as we record. I'm David Lott. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? And Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. What's up, guys? Happy St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day. Anybody go out there and do any drinking? Uh, no. <laughs> Nope. No. Nope. I'm here with you guys. Anybody wearing green? I was wearing green. I was wearing green. I um, had my very uh, funny shirt. At least I think it's funny. My shirt, it says, I'm a leprechaun. And then in parentheses, it says, I was adopted. That's my favorite St. <laughs> Patty's Day shirt. Nice. <laughs> that shirt. Anybody repeatedly- that knows what what you look like just the idea of you saying that you're a leprechaun in, in and of itself is just just funny uh, yeah it's it's really it's, it's it is forgive me for the phrase but it's a gas you know like it does get quite a few comments and uh jokes and it actually gets me quite a few free shots too and it got me a free shot this afternoon so yeah definitely definitely keep that shirt on deck because it works very well in my favorite Nice. Yeah, I I am not wearing any green, not even a little bit. Like I just I yeah, I I was putting the kids in the car this morning. We went to Universal for most of the day. And it was like as I was getting ready to drive out of the driveways when it clicked, I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's St. Patty's Day." And like not I or neither of my kids are wearing any green whatsoever. Yeah, screw it. It's too late now. I'm not changing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we've gone too far. It's too it's done. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not getting back in the house. Changing clothes. No, no, no. We're we're gone. We're out of here. <laughs> uh, so, um, what? Well, what's new? It's it's St. Patty's Day weekend. Uh, let's just get the big one right out the gate. What did everybody think of Endgame trailer? Actually, it's well. Me and David actually kind of discussed it, right? Well, yeah, we t- we talked about it on Instagram Live a little bit, but we haven't talked about it on here. Oh, that's right, you did. So, you did. I did see it on Instagram Live. So, that's true. Yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about it here. So um, I'll just say for my part that I thought it fit in real good with what they've been doing so far. They've been giving us a little bit, little nuggets of stuff, but really not telling us anything. And that's how I, I really prefer it going into it. Just want such a pure experience to go down or when I go to the theater to sit down and watch this and just know almost next to nothing going into it. There's obviously little things you can kind of piece together in your mind, but for the most part, there's still so many unknowns that um, I think the trailers and the marketing has just been so, so good and brilliant with what they've been doing, especially with this latest one, how it just came out and they show Captain Marvel in that trailer And then you're just, you know, this is the second week of Captain Marvel, how that can just help boost that second weekend, knowing that people who maybe were on the fence about seeing Captain Marvel, see her in that little teaser, that trailer or whatever, are like, oh, she's in this too. So maybe I should go see Captain Marvel. So uh, kudos to them for everything that they're doing with this end game and uh, marketing it just right. So where you don't feel like you're seeing too much before you go see the actual film. Yep. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more there, Bobby. I mean, the, the movie just, I mean, it was just solid. I mean, the, the trailer was just solid. I, 
it gives you everything but nothing. And I have said that before about the, some of their trailers and the fact that the nothing outside of the first 15 to 20 minutes is actually, you know, in that everything that's in the trailer is only 15 to 20 minutes in the, first, the movie. It gives just like what in the world is going on type of situation and that kind of feel. And I love the flashbacks and I love the throwbacks. I mean, it's like it really just legitimately is the first 45 seconds of just recaps from like the old movies almost and just some dubbing over and it's fantastic. I can't wait. It makes, looks really good. Uh, I will be the third to agree. Like, yeah, I, I like that. It doesn't show too much. It's cause I was even wary about, should I watch it? And then just based off of your reaction, Bobby, to me saying that I was like, all right, well, if Bobby seems like safe with it. Okay, fine. I'll watch it. <laughs> I feel like you're Bobby, maybe a little more particular about that kind of thing that I am like about yeah. like, watching stuff. Cause I, you know, there's, I feel like there's been more instances where you've held back from seeing things as opposed to me. So I was like, all right, Bobby's sure. watching it. Fine. I'll watch it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't regret watching it. It doesn't show much more, but I think it's still a good watch. And I definitely like the end of that trailer with the Captain Marvel kind of appearance in the trailer is pretty, pretty sweet. Yeah. It's solid. It's just, it just gives you an idea of like how they're at least me, her interaction with Thor and everybody. And it's just, it's exciting. It's exciting. And I was having a conversation with Shannon this, uh, this morning about the movie and she's, and I told her, I was like, yeah, it's supposed to be like three hours long. And she's just like, Oh my God, that sounds tedious. And I'm already prefacing it and giving her a heads up. I was like, look, I'm going to go see this movie on Saturday. I'm going to go see it with my friends. I'm going to ask Bobby Jackson if he wants to go see it on Sunday. I'm pretty sure he's going to say yes. I'm going to see it twice this weekend. So there are six hours out of this weekend that you're going to have to expect to basically not have me around because I'm going to go do this. This is what's happening. And she's like, what if the movie's, what if the movie's bad? And I looked oh at her and I said, God. it's not going to be bad. And she's just like, well, what if it is? And I'm like, but it's not going to be. I and mean, the Russo brothers have done so much with so the past three Marvel movies when it comes to these all these characters interacting with each other. There, I, I I can't fathom a world in where they messed this culmination of everything that we've been building towards. I don't I don't see how they would they would mess this up. And she's just like, but what if? I was like, okay, well, Devil's Advocate. I don't think that it's going to be. I think it's going to be fantastic. So there's really no reason to even venture down that path. So let's just move on to something else. Right. Like stop. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I could, I could actually answer that. What if? Because, let's say it is bad. I saw Phantom Menace nine times in the theater. Oh my god! And- <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, wait, wait. wait. Oh. To be fair, though, to be fair, let's let's Bobby, let's let's let people know you were working at the theater at the time Phantom Menace came out. Is that isn't that no, right? No, you weren't. I wasn't. No. Are you sure? This is before. Oh yeah, this is like way before that time. Because what Phantom Menace was out in two thousand one or so, something like that. Or no, ninety ninety nine. I want to say ninety nine, ninety eight. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't working at the theater at the time. It was just that hey, we had new Star Wars, and so I like my myself, like many others, were so convinced that the movie was good that you just ended up seeing it so many times because. This was the first Star Wars we'd had in however many years. And knowing yeah. that this was the start of a new trilogy, it was just like, uh, you know, it was a special thing. So you just end up, see- I just ended up me- remember seeing it so many times. And then uh, one of my buddies, I think he saw it 
couple more times more than me. I think he got up to like, you know, maybe 10 or 11 times that he saw it. So, uh, yeah, if, 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 in, if infinity, um, infinity war, if end game is bad, I will still have probably seen it a few times <laughs> in the theater just because of the sake uh, or the fact that, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to see that movie regardless. I guess I'll take the middle road between where I'll say, uh, I also agree. It's not going to be bad, but if it were, I could see like at least seeing it a second time because I probably went through a 24 hour, like a remorse period of like, is I can't believe I just saw a bad movie. Like I, it can't be, I got to go see this one more time. Maybe I was crazy. Like I would see it at least once more to just confirm. Like, what I, I wasn't nuts the first time I saw it. Like, what did I miss type of thing? Like, right. What, what was it about that, that I didn't like that? I thought the movie was bad or at least but just it's like the chance to analyze it, like to sit there and go, okay, all right. Yep. Indeed. It's bad. And this is really why, like, I'm not crazy. This. Yeah. I would at least have to see it twice. But just Anthony Russo I mean, and Joe I'm, Russo have done such a fantastic job with these characters yeah. and the progression of these characters and their abilities and the storyline and the interaction and the mixture of humor and sadness and, you know, just making them an all around, all out fun movie. Like, I can't imagine like they just stroke out all of a sudden and just like, you know what? Why don't we throw you know, Aquaman in there. And it's like, but he's a DC character. He's like, well, he's doing really well right now. Let's just put him in there. I, I don't care what happens. You know, like I can't see them making some sort of just rash decision where they're just like, you know what we should do? We should kill Iron Man and right off the bat. Like, wait, what? Like, you know, it's like, why would we do that? Like, I just, I'm, I'm, I we don't see have, it happening. We should have Captain America like turn on everyone. And yeah, <laughs> Captain America, well, that that happened in the comic book, didn't it, Bobby? Isn't there a storyline where they actually had uh, Captain America as a Hydra agent like the entire time? Yeah. Or something like that? Yeah. But yeah. It was like have him just all of a sudden. You know how many people would be just fucking furious if that <laughs> happened? Like, like, I mean, they would be – this movie would just get destroyed in, in like reviews if they did something like that. But in the comic books, you could do something like that. And, you know, there's so many different worlds and stuff like that. But this is the MCU. This is the storyline and everything that, that we've gone and we based on. And three hours is a very long time to tell a very, very detailed story with a lot that's going on. Like there is so much that needs to happen in this next movie. So it's like I'm I'm just excited and I can't wait. So has there indeed uh, been like some type of like backlash to the new poster? Or am I, I thought I saw some rumblings about that, like on the internet somewhere. You know what you did? Um, the thing is, is that they were, and I'll, I'm sure Bobby can um, echo some of this and we can, you know, both address some of this. Everybody was really upset because the headliners, all their names were on there. The only person that name was, wasn't on there was, help me out, was Deny, what was it? Bobby, what's her full name? Deny what? Deny Guerrero. Deny Guerrero, who plays... Um, the the main character or the number one for um, Black Panther's character, uh, Chadwick Boseman's character, she plays ok- Okoye Okoye in the movie. Now she's on the poster, and everybody freaked out because she wasn't on there, but everybody else's name was headlined on their poster. And I got in this discussion with a buddy of mine at work, and he's like, "Well, how do you feel about this?" and I was just like, honestly, I don't really have a problem with it. 
per se. And he's like, well, why not? And I'm just like, this isn't about race. This was about money. And they're like, what do you mean? He's like, I was like, let's look at the characters that they put on there and all their headliners that they put on there. All of the people that they put on there for the headlining act that in this movie that are above the title, they're all people that have won either a had their own movie or a show or been and nom- nominated and won an Academy Award. She is a star in her own right. But if somebody, until just recently with all this controversy, if I were to hear or see if they were like, what's her name? I would look at it and be like, Michonne? No, dumbass. That's the that's her character's name from Walking Dead. What's her name? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I, I would not be able to get it. And that's not maybe that's saying something about me. If I don't know her name, I mean, there's I mean, people would recognize her and I'm not trying to take anything away from her talent or anything like that. But this wasn't necessarily about, in my opinion, race. This was about money. When people's names go in above the title, that's negotiated in the contract. That's the first and one of the first things that they talk about is like, where's your name going to be positioned above there and stuff like that. And I'm sorry, I just don't feel like she's big enough of a star to maybe warrant that. And maybe she felt that way too, because it wasn't there. And if it wasn't negotiated into her contract, then there shouldn't be an issue. If she didn't see an issue with it, nobody else should really see an issue with it as well. But look at the characters that they all have, all these people that they have on the billboard and all of them. And when it comes to their names, every single person on that picture, except for her has basically had their own show, their own movie, um, starred in something by themselves um, and carried something. What even to, down to Tom Holland, like Tom Holland, it's like, how are you mad at this when this person, you know, she is a star in her own right and has been a playwright for plays and theater and stuff. Fine, but the fact is, you know, she's she's not a headliner. She's not the draw. Chris Evans is Robert Downey Jr., Scarlett Johansson, um, Jeremy Renner. Even he's had his own movie. Um, uh, uh, Paul Rudd, like, I mean, all of these people have had their own movies, their own stars and stuff like that. So it's like, I don't understand why everybody got so bent out of shape for that. What do you think, Bobby? I think the reason why everyone got bent out of shape is because they just see that it's missing and don't know the behind the scene aspects of why it's missing. And so everyone likes to, you know, see something and get enraged about it instantly without taking a moment to see if there's a reason for something, you know, and it's just so easy to lash out. So people just wanted to just raise a fuss without really kind of doing their homework. And essentially what happened, I mean, it it blew up pretty quickly, but within the same day, if not hours later, uh, Marvel fixed it and it said, you know, they sent out a tweet and said it it, it should have been there in the first place sort of thing. So we don't Mm -hmm. know if someone at the print shop messed up and left it out by accident and because it was in her contract, but we just, we don't know. So mm. um, essentially it was, you know, it, it died pretty quickly as, as quickly as it began. So I just didn't pay it too much mind because as you said, if she was left off, it was because to me, I thought maybe that she just wasn't there because of a reasoning behind a lot of other characters weren't there, even though she was on the poster she may not have been listed on the credits because of any other re- reasons. And I typically don't look at the names because I know who the actors are just by seeing them visually. Other people may not. But like you said, even in that sense where someone's looking at this poster and seeing names, are are they really going to associate Denigra's name 
with who Okoye is or are they just looking at names? So most people aren't paying attention to that. They're just looking at the people on the on the poster, which to me, honestly, I, I've never I've never been a huge fan of comic book movie posters for the sake of uh, for the fact that they always show the actors and I want to see the characters. So if you look at that poster, you see everybody's face. No one's covered up. You don't see Iron Man covered up. You don't see Captain America covered. Everybody's just showing their faces. So to me, it's just like, whatever. I mean, I, I didn't get much from the poster in general just because of that. But um, yeah, it was just a, a big stink and it got resolved pretty quickly. Yeah, Marvel did attack it pretty aggressively. And like, I mean, I, I think it was in within hours, honestly. I don't think it was even with days. It's like, I remember saying it's like, no sooner did my buddy show, he's like, oh, they just sent out a, a tweet, you know, apologizing and saying that it should have been there the whole time. And I'm just like, Jesus, like, it's like that aggressive, like, but, you know, they went into damage control fairly quickly to make sure that this wasn't like, go into the explanation as to like why she wasn't put on there or whatever the case may be. It's, look, it's not in her contract and all this other stuff. They just said, screw it, put her name on the poster and reissue it and say it was a mistake and just let's move on. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for clearing that up. Because yeah, all I had seen was like a just a random blurb about like a backlash, and then I never really got a chance to dig into okay, so what's going on here? So I hadn't heard any of that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's interesting. It's like listening to your explanation, Yasha. I completely get what you're saying. Like you know, I know how that works as well with you know contracts and such. But I'll, at the same time, I had seen it, but I hadn't really, really looked at it. And right now I am really looking at it. And But listening to your explanation and everything, part of me is like, oh, I could see too in that case of where there's also just sometimes posters like this show all the characters. But then obviously, I guess, I don't know if it's character importance or, you know, obviously or, you know, actor contract or whatever, but certain characters are bigger than others. And then you'll have even like really small random characters at the bottom or just, you know, sketches of troopers in the background of whatever movie you're watching. But I will say in the case of looking at this poster and then having all those names on top, I mean, it's like, there isn't really a lot of any like really small, small characters. It's really just like all the main characters and she is included there pretty prominently. (laughs) And, and I mean, I could, I I could see it both ways. Like part of me is like, I, I didn't see the poster before her name was added to it. So I don't know. I probably wouldn't have cared, but I guess I can also kind of see why people were like, wait a second. Like everyone here on this poster is listed except for her. (laughs) Like why, why is she featured so prominently? I don't know. I could see it both ways. No, you're absolutely right. I, I mean, not to take away from my explanation is like, I can absolutely see it both ways too, because you're right. Every single person is listed on that, on this poster is listed, and it was she was the only one that wasn't. And you're just kind of like, what? But why? You know, type of thing. But it's like, and that's where my logic kicks in. It's like, okay, well, maybe it's not in her contract for right. it to be up there. No, yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, you know, you do acknowledge and you do recognize that hey, this person should, you know, she should be included just because you know because she is on the poster, you know, right here. So. But it's it's you know it is what it is you know and they fixed it right away like I said you know they went into damage control pretty quickly and it's more and, like on the flip side of like what you're saying like if indeed with her contract if her name wasn't really intended to be there because of contract reasons it seems like an odd choice to include her in the image you know yeah that's true too like I'm not saying she shouldn't be there to be clear but anyway I yeah. don't know 
anyway. Uh, so I was just kind of curious about that. Uh, so yeah, I think we all agree. The, uh, the trailer looked good. What else has everyone been watching this week? Well, um, I have, a uh, on episode 10 of you, the Netflix show about a stalker and his wonderful girlfriend. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty over the top. Yet I find myself drawnly, strangely attracted to it, and I need to finish it. <laughs> like it's just like, this is not great, but it is what it is, and I'm going to keep watching. Period. So it's interesting writing, basically, is what it comes down to, and I'm kind of digging that. So, and I finished the marvelous Miss Mrs. Maisel um, this past weekend, and uh, that's pretty much all I've been watching. And it was good. It's fantastic. I can't wait for season three. God, I hope it comes out soon. Nice. Uh, you, Bobby, you can watch a lot of things this week. I know it was a quieter weekend at the theaters, I believe, other than Captain Marvel in its second weekend. Right. Yeah, there wasn't too much. I did watch one movie that came out, though, that was new for this week, which was uh, Captive State. And um, I don't know if you guys had seen the, the commercials for it, but it's uh, I think it was produced or some form of nature with Rupert Wyatt. And it has John Goodman and uh, Ashton Sanders, who was in Moonlight. He was one of the the, uh, the teenage uh, persona of the the main character in Moonlight. And um, Vera Farmiga is also in it. And the story is about these aliens who have occupied Earth for about ten years, and uh, there's there's been a buildup of a revolution that is trying to start and take place to where they reclaim the planet. And if you're, what I'll say about this movie is if you go in expecting an action movie, it's definitely not that this is more of a, uh, uprising type of a film where there's small and slow pacing in terms of buildup and, and, and trying to, uh, get things started. It's not, it's not a, um, it's not a quick pace type film at all, but I did find myself enjoying it just because it was different. It, it sort of has a, a district nine feel to it in aesthetic, but without like um, a lot of that action, it really is more of a, um, a sort of a, a guerrilla style kind of like you're finding out who the players are in this and, and how, they can go about trying to up in this, uh, this alien presence. And you, you don't really see the aliens all that much every now and then you see them, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a different style movie. And I, I find, I found myself enjoying it, but I would absolutely say you have to go in there with that knowledge that this is not going to be an action movie. And what was it called again? Captive state, captive state. All right. Yeah. I've seen the trailers for that, and there's another one that just came out on another movie that just came out on Netflix. Um, I'm sure you know what it is. I'm talking about Ben Affleck's movie, Triple Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier, yeah. I started watching that. Uh, I started Triple Frontier as well, and it wasn't because I was bored that I haven't finished it. I just haven't had a chance to finish it. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, it actually reminds me of a movie that I'm sure you guys are all familiar with it reminds me of three kings that was done with ice cube george clooney and i think it was mark Wahlberg. 
years ago. Yep. Do you remember that movie, guys? I do. Actually, that's one of those movies. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I remember being like really pleasantly surprised by Three Kings. I was like going into it expecting, I don't know, almost like direct to DVD kind of fare. I think. Yeah, I hated Three Kings. Yeah. I thought it was terrible. I did not. Oh, enjoy really? It at all? Did not enjoy that movie. Oh, no, I really. And maybe I'll it. need to revisit it, but like. I remember watching it and thinking it was absolutely just fucking terrible. Like, I did not like that movie. Hmm. Like, I just didn't. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. But it reminds me of kind of that story so far. I've only gotten through about maybe 30 or 40 minutes of it. And I haven't finished it, not because I was, wasn't into it. I just I just got distracted and I had to take off and run some errands. So it's like, but I'll, I'll plan on finishing it today or tomorrow. I actually did get a chance to watch it and finish it. And I will say that this is the type of movie to me where it's all about star power just because the 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 story itself, I would say it's not something that you haven't seen before or sort of this combination of different things mixed into a pot that it still kind of feels very familiar to you. But what I think this this movie has over a lot of things is just the, the star power that the cast, because you've got so many uh, people you've seen recently and stuff, you know, Pedro Pascal, you got um, Ben Affleck, um, Garrett Hedlund, uh, who else is in there? Um, uh, Say Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac's, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, I know I'm forgetting someone, um, but just knowing that you have these caliber of actors, I felt like when I was watching the movie that I already was instantly invested in their characters and uh, how everything would go down because I know these actors and they're familiar to me. So um, them playing uh, uh, this these roles, and, and for anyone out there who doesn't know the story of it, it's about these uh, guys who were in the military together and one of them who has gone on to become like a police officer in, in Mexico, I believe, um, is trying to take down a, a drug lord. And in doing so, he, he tries to enlist his former uh, mate, uh, teammates, not teammates, um, former people within that were in the, the, the military with him um, to essentially take down this guy, but not just take down this guy, but that this guy has a ton of money. So it's something in it for them. So it's kind of like getting the band back together one last time to have this final score kind of thing and to really reap the benefits of, you know, a system that they paid their debt to society and not in a way in terms of prison, but like you, you enlisted in the military, you've, you've, you've done your service and yet you come out of it sort of a little bit disenfranchised or, you don't feel as though you've sort of um, come about it or come out of it with anything to show. And so this kind of this enticing aspect of like, well, maybe this could set us up for the rest of our lives is is a tempting thing. So it's about their story in terms of how do they pull this thing off. And um, yeah, like I said, you, you really get invested, I think, because of who's in it and wanting to see what happens and I enjoyed it for sure. And it felt like a movie that even though it's on Netflix, it's something that 
had this been in the theater, I would have went to go see it in the theater um, if I had just saw a trailer for it, seeing everyone that's in this movie. Because with those actors all together in this, it just makes for a tempting thing to go say, this seems like something that I would like to go see in the theater. Watch your hands. No, that, that's all I've seen. Really. Wow, that's all you've seen. Well, it's not much else out, honestly. <laughs> it's only because there's not anything else out. I, if there had been more out, I think I probably would have seen more for sure. But, yeah, there's just just that and Captive State. Uh, yeah, I didn't make it to a theater. It was a quiet weekend at the movie theater. I didn't make it to the movie theater at all. Uh, I've actually been watching uh, leading up to this weekend's opening weekend for the formula one season. I've been watching formula one drive to survive on Netflix, um, which I think it, heard of that. it released a little over a week ago. Uh, it's a 10 part uh, documentary series that Netflix uh, commissioned to do that basically followed last season's formula one season. Um, and I don't know, as I mean, a little background I've, Recently, in the past two or three seasons, been kind of slowly watching more and more Formula One, and I've actually gotten pretty interested in it. As someone who has never been interested in like race car, you know, is car racing as a sport? I have never been interested in NASCAR, not even slightly. <laughs> like, it's just never done anything for me. But I don't know. I've recently kind of shown an interest in Formula One, and I've actually been watching it quite a bit. Like last season, I actually watched almost every race. Um, and once I saw that this, uh, documentary series was coming out, I was really interested in it. It's been excellent so far, especially as someone who has been following formula one, but there's still more, I'm kind of like learning about it. This was like perfect. Um, so if I would say for anyone who has like a, someone interested in it and maybe kind of want to know more about formula one and also say even for like diehard fans of formula one, it's a show, it's a series that seems to kind of go deep into last season and probably introduces you to some, maybe some drama and stuff that you really didn't experience just watching the regular, you know, race broadcast. So I don't know. I highly recommend it. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I'm about halfway through the 10 episodes right now. So I was going to try to finish it before the first race this weekend, but that didn't happen, but I'm going to keep watching it and finish that up. Hmm. I never heard of a thing like that, but it's kind of, kind of interesting. Good that you've got to sort of found your way to it. Yeah. I remember hearing something about it. I don't know where like a couple months back that it was coming. And then, you know, as Netflix does, where as soon as something drops, at least sometimes it does this, where it like, you know, features something as you go into the app. Um, indeed, that popped up the other day. And I was like, oh, that's right. Holy shit, I have to watch this. And yeah, I've been watching it. It's good. Um, the only other thing I've watched, and I've only seen the first two episodes so far, but I actually watched the first two episodes of Shrill over on Hulu. You guys heard of this show? Watch out. You guys, man, you guys, I'm watching things no one's heard of. (laughs) What is the name of the show? Shrill. No, man. I mean, I'd seen the advertisement for the, the, the indie track or whatever. I saw that on Netflix, but I didn't watch it. But now that you said it's good, I'm, I might give it a shot. So Shrill over on Netflix is based, I guess, on a novel is my understanding. It stars, and I, I think I'm getting her first name right. Is it A.D. Bryant from SNL? Um, 
I don't know. I'm not sure. I've, I've been heard of her. I'm, I'm sure you'd recognize her if you saw her. But um, so the, the book, I guess the novel and the show is about like if you just read the IMDb quick description, it's one sentence. It's a woman seeks out ways to change her life without changing her body. And I mean, you know, the show centers around this character who is an overweight person who this show seems to be kind of telling the story of someone who, yeah, she's overweight, but she's not like, like we see a lot of times in movies and television where maybe a major character in a film or a TV show who's overweight. A lot of times it's like, oh, I'm overweight, but I hate that I'm this way. I want to change. I want to be thinner and healthier. And Mm -hmm. she's living a life where no, like she's, she's, not trying to change her body and she's just trying to like live her life happier, you know, and, uh, watching the first two episodes, I mean, it's, it's really good. The 30 minute episodes, which for me is right up my alley where trying not to pick up any more like one hour shows (laughs) that I can't get through. But I, I was interested in this because I don't know, a lot of times when I'm driving around, if I'm not listening to podcasts, a lot of times I'm listening to NPR and uh, the day before this dropped, because it dropped this past Friday, um, I heard a segment about it on not only Morning Edition, but also on All Things Considered. And I was like, all right, so this is apparently a thing. Like, I've already heard this about the show twice today on NPR. <laughs> and actually, I ended up being kind of annoyed at that, because I think it was kind of a combination of both segments. And then the second segment, it was actually, I think, partly an interview with the author. And, but in Within both segments, they kind of kept talking about random scenes from the show. And then as I watched the first 30-minute episode, I found that I'm like, I feel like now I, I'm realizing I've had almost this entire first episode described to me <laughs> via the two segments mm. I heard on NPR. Like, as the scene was coming up, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the boyfriend that does this. And, oh, yeah, this is the moment where she tries to get the the morning after pill and blah, blah, blah. And, and oh, yeah, this is the moment with the boss that, and this happens. Like, oh, that's kind of annoying. <laughs> I kind of hate that I've already, in a way, kind of experienced this episode. Um, mm-hmm. But with that said, it was good. And, uh, yeah, it's on Hulu. Uh, I don't know how many episodes it is, but uh, like I said, they're 30-minute episodes. So if you're looking for something that's a little quicker to digest, um, this might be up your alley. And I've always liked Aidy Bryant on SNL. Um, and so far, seeing her in this, she's great in it. It's great casting. So, uh, yeah, I might keep up with it. And then actually looking at this, it looks like it's only six episodes. So not too bad. Anyway. Speaking of keeping up with stuff, did you keep up with um, Deadly Class? No, no. I, I still intend on doing that as well. Because <laughs> I've, <also, laughs> I've also still been doing the, the, the little Game of Thrones marathon. Game of Thrones. Doing. Yeah, I figure. <laughs> and I'm behind on that. So I'm like trying to play catch up this weekend. I've been like watching... I think I watched like three episodes yesterday of that, and I've watched about one today. Well, speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, how upset or were you upset at the uh, runtime for the episodes that we have coming up? Uh, so I'm guessing you're saying how upset was I because they're not all like two hour episodes. <laughs> Is that what you're you're getting at? Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, yeah, it's funny because I feel like all we've been hearing is like, oh, this last season, every episode is going to be like a movie. And then sure enough, the the runtimes come out and it's like the first three episodes 
are like feel like typical runtime. So the first episode at 54 minutes, the second episode is at 58 minutes. But I mean, I guess with the third episode, it already jumps up. Third episode, an hour and 22 minutes. Um, the fourth episode, an hour and 18 minutes. Fifth episode. Uh, yeah, I don't even have the fifth episode. The last episode will be an hour and 20 minutes. I think minutes. it was a little bit longer, but yeah, maybe around the same length. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I it's funny. I guess my first reaction when as I when I first saw them, I was a little like when I saw those first two episodes, how they were under an hour, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like <laughs> I thought we were being promised like this epic, insanely huge, like, you know, like I said, like two hour episodes every episode kind of season. And but at the same time, I'm like, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. Does it does it bother you? No. And even when I first heard it, it didn't really bother me. It was it was it was weird just because it seemed like and I I never thought anyone particular promised us it. It's just that it seemed like someone from HBO had said like, oh, these last episodes are like a movie, you know, or or like they're long, super long. And so, yeah, I guess the the idea in my head was like you're getting 90 minutes to two hours in terms of the last episodes. But I guess I never held true to it. And so it didn't bother me when the run times were released. In fact, it just, to me, it was like, well, they're telling the story within the amount of time they feel they need to tell it. So if the first episode only needed to be an hour, then that's all it needed. Um, I don't see why they would make it longer just to fill the time unless they needed the time. So I never got really bothered by the fact that uh, the, the runtime was in the first two episodes shorter than anything less than, you know, an hour and 90 minutes or something like that. So, or, or not an hour and 90 minutes, but 90 minutes. So yeah, it did. It didn't really phase me. And yeah, it's funny. I was just thinking actually before we got started tonight uh, that I was like, Oh wow, we're going to have to, we're going to have to like maybe figure out how we're altering our recording schedule <laughs> once the season starts. <laughs> Cause I mean, for me, this has always been the show that I, I definitely at least always watch that night, if not like as it airs, but I feel like with this last season, I'm like, I really want to watch these like as they air. And basically we record usually like right now, it'd be airing right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, hmm, yeah, we might have to work on that. <laughs> I don't know what we'll do, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, pretty something else. Especially now we know the last, the very last episode ever of Game of Thrones, the series finale is on May 19th. So that's like a holiday for me at this point. Like May not, 19th? Really? Like yeah. that seems like, and, it, and it, the new season starts April, right? Uh, yeah, starts April, what, 14th? Wow, that's really quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's only six episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Six episodes and that's it. But I don't know. To me, I'm I'm I've seen people saying where they're they're sad or upset that it's ending. And I I'm actually happy that it's ending just from the standpoint of you know, uh, I think this has been told in, in the right amount of time that it needed to be told in and to go further, even though we know like it's already sort of um, done its own thing from the books, but 
to go further. It feels like they would just be stretching it for the sake of stretching it. And I, I like for them to be able to end with them going out on top, essentially, as opposed to just kind of going on a downward de- or on going on a decline as it would have continued season per season. So to me, this is the exact right time for it to end. And as it is, I'm already, you know, knowing that it's ending, it makes it harder to watch these last six episodes because then it's like, well, how many, I I have the feeling like every character that I like is going to die and all the characters that I don't like are going to live. So I'm like already, you know, dreading that aspect Mm -hmm. just to see how this outcome is. So, uh, yeah, for me, uh, I'm ready for it to, to reach its its conclusion. I'm I agree with you. Like I'm I'm totally fine with it ending now. I mean, I love the show, and I'm rewatching it as I just said, and I'm loving that I'm rewatching it. And uh, yeah, but I'm I think I'm good with it being over. In fact, <clears throat> the thing I fear about it because we live in this kind of I feel like this world now where anything we watch now, it always ends with a way to lead into the next thing. It's always about like how, what's going to be after this, you know, like nothing ever really ends anymore in a way, you know? Yeah. And, and it will bum me out if like when this series ends, if it kind of ends that way with like some type of cliffhanger teasing more of this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want it to do that. Like, I just want this to like, end, truly end. I mean, obviously, don't. I'm not saying and like kill everybody in Westeros and it's all over. But like, obviously, these people, some some people will be living on in this. But like, just the story is over for us. Like, you don't want the Sopranos ending. Yeah, where it just stops, and there's like this lead in, like, oh, will they ever do anything to like resolve this? No, the answer is no. No, they won't ever do anything, or they'll wait so long that people actually, forgive me, start dying. And we don't ever get any type of resolution, and it just leaves this big vacant hole in your heart for the rest of all of eternity. Right. Or, yeah, we'll get this ending, and it's obviously complete speculation because nobody knows how this is going to end. But, like, oh, like Daenerys truly does take over or something, but then it, like, teases, like, okay, this is the next guy who's going to try to overthrow her or something. Like, you know, I just don't want that. Like, just just end and make it great and make it it. That's it. See, the funny thing is, it's like you guys are both really excited and I'm just, I guess it's been so long for me. I don't have that excitement yet. Like, I just don't. Like, I almost got like an attitude when I found out that they were delaying it for a year because weather wasn't right for the movie, the show and starting and everything like that. And I'm just like, guys, really? Like, and I felt like so much of it was just, let's build this up as much as we possibly can to, you know, grab as many viewers as we can, you know, and not and hold on to that and, you know, get people to watch it on reruns and HBO go and all this other stuff. I don't know. Like I'm interested in seeing, but I'm not nearly as excited as you are, David. Oh yeah. No, I'm pumped. Like I said, especially considering I'm watching it now and, and now I'm in episodes of the show that I definitely have not seen like as much as I've seen like those first two or three seasons. And I think I talked about this on, on here before where I know like at least seasons one and two, I've probably, I don't know how many times I've seen. It's not like a ton, but I've, I've rewatched them at least a couple times before, but now I'm in episodes where I'm like, shit, this might be only the second time I've seen these now. Like, and it's nice because it's stuff that I'm like, oh, wow, I'm, I really don't remember. I remember it now that I'm seeing it, but I've forgotten kind of thing. And it's, it's fun to rewatch. 
And of course, now I'm just in Game of Thrones like mode right now. <laughs> so I'm I'm pumped. I can't wait. See, I'm more excited for Endgame. That has consumed me. I have watched, um, I don't know, Infinity War, I don't know how many times. Um, watched Thor Ragnarok earlier today for background noise as we were talking, David. Um, mm-hmm. Was at the checkout stand when I was running errands. Time Magazine has a whole issue just dedicated to the Marvel Universe. Bought that. <laughs> so it's just like, like everything is like Marvel at this point. Shannon was just kind of like, really? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, what is in that magazine that you don't already know? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> it's just like, you know, it's that like I'm all in. Like, and it's, it's actually really cool because they have the timelines and everything like completely, they talk about Steve Ditko. They talk about like all of them, you know, like the people that we know about, but not everybody addresses. And it's just like, it's so far the magazine's really kind of a solid read. So if you guys are interested in just, you know, kind of rereading some of the stuff that you probably already know and just maybe for fun, you know, by all means go and grab it. Nice. It's still, I don't know why you mentioning that. Made me think of this. It was still funny today. Like I mentioned before, I took the kids to Universal today. And uh, in one of the parks here, Islands of Adventure, there's a Marvel land. Um, and it's still funny to me. I mean, for most people I, like, you know, that aren't like us that know everything about who owns what, it probably don't, they don't even think about the fact that like, oh, it's weird that there's a Marvel land here when this is a Universal park. It's on a Disney park. Um but and I know the backstory behind the whole reason for it. I, I get it, but it's still funny, like walking through the park. And obviously their Marvel land is more centered, obviously completely centered on like the actual comic characters, like all the imagery is comics. It's not like the movies at all. But still, it's funny, like you walk by and there's a merchandise window that's there going out of their way to promote Captain Marvel stuff. And you even go out into the city walk area and they've got Funko pop stands that are just all Marvel Funko pops from the movies and everything. I'm like, it's just it's so funny that this is still the situation that, that this isn't a Disney park and Marvel is still like a thing here. I mean, I, I get why I know the story, but it's just funny. Anyway. So any, anything else going on? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, while we're on the subject of Disney, um, two things really, uh, this Wednesday, is the date that the Fox and Disney deal closes. So it should be interesting to see what we will start hearing. Um, I guess maybe, who knows, maybe something at WonderCon possibly, or, you know, obviously by Comic-Con. Or, well, I shouldn't say obviously, because we don't know that Marvel will be there, but I, I would hope and suspect that they would be. But with them having D23 this year, maybe they'll save it for that. But, um yeah, just it's exciting from the standpoint of seeing what Marvel will do once uh, this Fox deal closes and to hear what they're going to be doing. Um, uh, along those lines, they had mentioned, uh, I think this past week, that on their Disney Plus service, uh, that they will be there will be a, a Marvel's What If cartoon version of the comic books that if you collected comic books for any amount of time, you know the what-if stories, and it's all these different uh, imagination, uh, imagine, imaginings of uh, different stories that have taken place, but with a slight twist, like, um, you know, what if Wolverine had never <laughs> got adamantium, or, you know... Um, the uh, one that sticks out in my head is, what if Wolverine was Lord of the Vampires? Do you remember that? 
No, I, I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, that, that's a that's an actual story where Wolverine actually takes on and defeats Dracula, but he gets bitten in the process, and he basically turns the entire Marvel universe into vampires. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's stuff like that, and it's just there. It ran for a, many, many, many years, and then it didn't, and then it came back again. So it's had different iterations, but. Um, one of the things that I heard that seems interesting about it is that they mentioned that they would do stories that could be related to what we've seen in the movies and doing what if versions of that stuff and having the actors from the movies do their voice acting for the, for the, the cartoons, for the animation. So I was like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. So you could see something. I think they actually did say on Slash Film, uh, one of the stories that they know of or have heard at least is uh, what if Loki was able to will Mjolnir? And so uh -huh. it'd be like, that oh, okay, that, that'd be interesting. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And it's just adding more stuff and more reasons to want to, um, uh, to get that streaming service as if I wasn't already, but yeah, definitely looking for, forward to that. And even with, uh, Apple, I'm interested with what they're going to announce for their streaming service tomorrow and price-wise and what else will be on their, their streaming service because uh, obviously these things are becoming bigger and bigger and we'll see like if some of them will start to combine to try and offer discounts for more people to kind of come to their service. But um, the sort of the other last little bit of tidbit of Disney Marvel news was that uh, apparently... <laughs> miracles do happen and uh marvel slash disney has decided to welcome james gunn back into the family so he will be directing guardians of the galaxy 3 and no one really thought this could be something that would happen just because uh, usually disney doesn't change their stance once they've done something or, or go back on something so uh them to be able to welcome him back is is pretty pretty telling you know and from things that i've read online they've mentioned that this had actually gone down back in november december but they had just been sort of uh laying low and waiting for other things to kind of settle before they wanted to come out and make that announcement hmm uh, yeah, that's pretty cool no it's it's awesome i don't know it's funny like so, like, Bobby, are you, like, completely, like, shocked by the news, or what, what was your first reaction when you saw it? Well, yeah, I was definitely shocked, because, like I said, I, I can't think of any time in recent memory that Disney has done something so publicly and then gone back on it so publicly. So, to me, it was just kind of one of those things where it seemed like, at one point, where it seemed like uh, things had happened, and then Kevin Feige... And I think um, maybe Bob Iger had were talking to Alan Horn in terms of seeing if there could be some resolution. And then it's, it came down to where, nope, we're not going back on it. So to me, it seemed like it was dead. And then you get news months later that James Gunn is now going to be directing The Suicide Squad. So it seemed like he was Team DC. And so I would not have thought that... Um, he would have come back, at least not anytime soon. I could have seen a scenario where, like, maybe in two years he comes back, but not now and not after everything that happened so publicly. So, yeah, I definitely was shocked. Were you Were you not, David? 
don't know. Like, not completely. Like, I think actually what I was shocked about was that it actually happened kind of like what you're saying here at the end, like that it happened so fast. I didn't expect it to happen yet, but I expected it honestly to happen. Like, I don't know. Just the way it played out, which really truly seemed like just a, a really poor decision by Disney to so quickly react by firing him, which was insane. And, um, and then it, 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 I don't know, especially given the reaction to their firing. I, I, I know we all talked about this on here before. It, It really seemed like they had, Disney had to have been going, God damn it. What did we do? Like, but now we we can't just rehire him right now. (laughs) Like, you know, we just fired the guy. Like, then it's really going to see super, super reactionary. But, but the fact is, man, we screwed up. Like, we shouldn't have done this. If anything, part of me at the time, I remember wondering, like, part of me feels like they've already, because, you know, I think there was talk of like Kevin Feige, like, you know, having meetings, zero meeting with Iger to kind of like really fight for, hey, come on, like, can we really make this work with, with gun? Um, and then finally coming out with the final, no, we are not rehiring him kind of answer. But part of me feels like what happened in that meeting was like, look, you're right. We fucked up. We're going to rehire him, but we just can't do it yet. <laughs> like, yeah, let's, think- let's let the story disappear and that people think about other things. And then eventually we'll come back and go because, you know, at the time they said we're putting Guardians 3 on hold. They weren't like running out to go, hey, this is who we're rehiring right now. Yeah. Like, it felt like to me they were just like, OK, we got to back off from it for a little bit. Eventually we'll rehire him. But I guess I didn't expect it to be this quick. I Maybe another year or more, especially given that. Um you know, yeah, he, he's already been hired to do the Suicide Squad sequel, which is still a thing. He's still doing that. Um, so I guess I would have expected them to wait some more time since, I mean, the movie had already been said it was on hold. I guess, uh, I don't know. And th- yeah, my my, re- my surprise is more the timing, not so much that he actually got rehired. I think it's great. Um, I think that, I think you're, you're absolutely right, David. I think they had that, what did we just do type of moment? And I think it kind of like really probably started to resonate right when the cast wrote a huge public letter and everyone signed it. It's just like, that's not going to look good for publicity guys. Like, you know, for a company that wants to always seem so squeaky clean and so perfect and so on the side of their stars and, you know, and just want to like make things work. And we just really want to release good public, good, good product for everybody to enjoy for that. And then to have that letter written by the stars, just kind of just like, ouch, you know, and so many people being so outspoken, especially Dave Bautista talking about how he doesn't even want to be doing the movie. If it's not going to be under James Gunn's direction. Right. So anyway, that's where I was with my, my reaction. That's why I was curious, but yeah, no, I get it, and and it makes perfect sense. Like I said, I, I would have thought it could, if it did happen, it just would have been at a later date and time. Right. But um, yeah, for it to happen so soon, it, it just is a benefit for us. It's just a matter of at this point, where where will, will it land? Yeah, because it seems like Disney slash Marvel has their hands full with a lot of stuff. Excuse me, that's in active development, and seems like it's gonna sort of come out first like black widow seems like that might be our next thing post um post uh far from home 
And then um, I think next after that is possibly like, well, it could be either a Doctor Strange 2 or it could be a Black Panther 2 or it could be uh, Eternals, which is another movie they had been talking about. So um, it's just a matter of like where where would it land? Because he, like you said, David, they, he is still doing the Suicide Squad. So, you know, I think I heard that they're going to start shooting that later on this year. So that would put Guardians of the Galaxy 3 out quite quite a bit of time. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where that would land. So speaking of that, it like, where are we right now with, like, officially, officially like, re- announced MCU films? Like, we've got, obviously... Nowhere. S- Spider-Man <laughs> Far From Home after Endgame, but that's really it. That's not, yeah. We have nothing else on the horizon. That's the like when that's gonna when a date is gonna be released or anything like that. Nothing really to look forward to next fall when we always had one in the fall. We always have one in the fall, spring, and then usually in the summer. Yeah, I don't know that they've officially said anything. Honestly, we just know that there's stuff that's in development, and we've heard casting for certain things. And based on the timeline of hearing some of this stuff, is why I think a lot of people speculate that Black Widow is the next one to come. I think they're. That one had got pushed, in fact. Uh, I think it was supposed to have started shooting, uh, I think, either in February, this past February or, or or this month. But I think it got pushed to June. So if that's the first one that we hear of anyone actually doing any shooting on, it just leads you to believe that that would be the first uh, next movie out for them. So, um, I mean, if that's the case, we don't know. But maybe, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, maybe at comic-con san diego or at their d23 they'll announce a slate and and kevin Feige has actually said um that he doesn't plan on talking about what's next for marvel until we get Endgame and then we get uh far from home and then i think they said they would be ready to talk about what's next but uh yeah so and, and that's not until after july which well not after july but Spider-Man Far From Home comes out in July, so then that's right around the time for San Diego Comic-Con where they could announce another slate of movies, but uh, we'll see. Hmm. There's another one that's actually in development and picked up a little heat, too, because uh, Marvel's Shang-Chi movie had got a a director attached to it, Mm -hmm. uh, director Dustin Creighton, who had directed... um, Short Term 12, which I would heard good things about, and I just never got a chance to see. And uh, that one had, uh, this, the Short Term 12 movie had um, uh, Brie Larson in it, and uh, Rom- Rami Malek as well. And I, I, from what I understand, it was, it was a well-done movie, but I don't know much more about the director than that. But uh, it's kind of interesting that there's continuing to push forward the the idea of inclusiveness by having this Asian American director direct this Shang-Chi movie for Marvel. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that's moving a little bit forward as well. So they definitely seem to have things percolating. It's just a matter of when are these going to come out. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, anything else, guys? No. I think that's it. Well, other than the news that I saw just earlier in the week towards the tail end where they said that 
they're definitely going forward with the Bumblebee 2 and that uh, Optimus Prime would be in it as well. But not only are they going forward Bumblebee 2, they're going to do another movie that takes place after The Last Night, which was the last uh, Transformers movie that was um, featured in, in, with, the, with all the Transformers. And I just could not understand that decision, um, <laughs> especially considering it's been on a downward trajectory for the, the, the Transformers series. And a lot of people jumped ship on this last one, The Last Night. I don't understand the decision to go with another one in that franchise, as opposed to maybe just rebooting the the series Entire altogether. Thing, yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's just so bad. Like it's so bad. Like the, the last one was just so bad. I don't know if you've ever gotten a chance to watch it, Bobby, but it's, oh no, it's not good. No, I I don't plan to. Um, someone would have to clockwork. Orange me in order for me to watch that <laughs> that movie. Huh? Yeah. No, I still need. When is Bumblebee coming on video? Like it's. It's got to be soon. It's got to be. If, it's been. If if um, Spider Verse comes out on Blu-ray next week, and it already has been out on digital, and that came out what two three weeks before Bumblebee did in theaters, yeah. and it has to be, and it has to be uh-huh. right around the same time for Aquaman as well. Yeah, because Aquaman's already on digital, which kind of surprised me how quick that was. I was like, I logged into my Apple TV at one point, and I see it's already available. I'm like, oh my god! Like, hmm. like that, that seemed that seemed really that's fast. That's how I felt about Spider Man. That's how I felt about Spider Man into the Spider Verse. When I saw that, I was like, wait, what? Like, I was right. like, Is that, I can watch that right now. And um, what's the other one? The green, the green room? Is it? The, no, the green book. book it. The green, green book. book. The green book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's one you can watch on digital as well. Right. Sorry, that was all over the place with that one. Um, the Green Book, but you can watch that on video as well, and it's um, still in the theater. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I saw that too. All right, guys. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, As always, we'd love to hear back from everyone listening. You can let us know what you think of the show by emailing us at feedback at flickereffect.com. You can reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Flickr underscore effect. We're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Flickr effect. Um, and yeah, if you, you can always just stream or download these episodes directly on our website or find us wherever you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, uh, the iHeartRadio app, and Google Play Music. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Yasha Wilson. Thanks for listening. Thank you.